top off. That's a liability, bitch. Hit the gas, gas. Boosting my adrenaline, bitch. So today's episode is all about roller skating tricks that you can learn within a very small space, like a bedroom or a kitchen or living room or your patio. Yeah, let's do it. Earbuds and earworms. I'm Amy, not self-isolating shepherd, <laughs> and this is uh, Mitchell Manley, turned up and locked down. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, so we are officially like recording for our first time far away from each other, which is yeah, it's a little strange. It's definitely new. We're normally sitting right next to each other, but obviously um, we can't right now because. It's a non-essential thing, and we're right. sticking strictly to it, even though it is not in Memphis being enforced whatsoever. But uh, Memphis should be on lockdown. I should not be seeing like eight or ten people gathered on the sidewalk altogether uh, while I'm... Yeah, it's getting kind of weird out there. Uh, people are not paying any attention to uh, the guidelines being put out by the yeah, CDC, and- which... You know, perhaps, I don't. I don't guess we've actually addressed on the show what's going on currently in in this timeline. So maybe we should explain for posterity <laughs> what we're talking about. Yeah. So we are in the middle of the uh, coronavirus pandemic um, in Memphis, Tennessee, and wow, gee golly, wow. Um, it it. I guess we we ignored. We didn't mention it for like two weeks on the show um but now it's definitely hit america really hard and we're trying our best to make sure that a you don't get exposed and expose your roommates because i have to go into work and take care of these extremely sick people so yeah yeah and well i appreciate you uh doing all that hard work trying to save people (laughs) Um, I try. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it has not been successful, but I, I need everybody to stay home like so much. I'm, I'm really emotional right now just because I'm, I, I came off of four days um, at the hospital and um, it's, you know, four days in the same mask and it, you, you, nobody knows how bad it is to smell your own breath in a mask that's four days old that was supposed to be single use. So, right. Yeah. And we we have to sign everything out, and they're keeping track of who is using what, and it's getting ridiculous. So, um, all those people who hoarded all those masks, um, y'all suck. And uh, I just found out the pulse ox- yeah. yeah the pulse oximeter that I actually keep around the house. Um, I was telling a friend like if they were nervous to go and get one of these like ten dollar items uh, that people are now selling for five hundred dollars. So I'm angry at them because they're also standing outside. I know they are standing outside in large groups of people (laughs) and it just makes me very upset. So yeah, Um, quarantine yourselves, ignore uh, some people who tell you that businesses should be opened up and schools should be opened up. 
when really everybody needs to be staying home for not just their own safety, but the safety of vulnerable people everywhere. I'm getting real preachy. <laughs> no, that's quite all right. I think uh, if, if any time deserves a soapbox, it's right now when people are, are ignoring CDC recommendations and, and our state is not really doing that great. And then the states adjacent to us are doing even worse. And then our president also not doing that great at uh, keeping things handled. So yeah, but luckily, you know, we're here to, uh, to bring it around and to, to, to lift some spirits. Yes, we're, we're bringing you the quarantines to kind of, uh, I guess, um, distract or maybe get some catharsis through. Or how did you even word this prompt? Because you did a beautiful job. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, it can really go a lot of different ways. But, you know, songs that are keeping you upbeat while you're while you're stuck inside and keeping you happy or songs that are angry at our current administration for not doing a great job or just songs that uh, you've really wanted to share with your friends. You know, we have to have some camaraderie in these times. And so bonding over music is a great way to do that. So just any sort of songs that are getting us through the quarantine times right now. Yeah. And um, I think... Because we've been chit-chatting for a hot minute now. What song did you bring mm-hmm. this week, Mitchell? I'm going to start us off with His Golden Messenger and their song, I Need a Teacher. Love me, daddy, I'm still good. The way you see you are also very different. Beauty in the broken American mom. Love me, daddy, happiness ain't free. I see where you're at, I know you can see me. Beauty in the broken American mom. See, a Spotify gave me this gem a few months ago. It's just stayed stuck in my head ever since. It's this like perfect blend of country, folk, and Americana, and it's got a lot of personality. Uh, the vocals are very loosely enunciated, which makes things sound really relaxed and all loosey-goosey, almost like you're already a few whiskey shots in just listening to the song, you know? Uh, the harmonies in the chorus are really well orchestrated and, and do a lot to emphasize that feeling of of optimistic yearning that kind of pervades the song, you know, singing about a sense of confusion and feeling kind of directionless and needing a teacher or a guide to kind of help you get back on your feet and on the right track. I don't know, it's just a catchy tune and I'm just stoked to finally uh, get a chance to share it on the show. I'm going to say I did not expect uh, this at all from <laughs> from a band called his golden messenger uh, at all yeah the the name the band name doesn't quite fit but uh it works you know? i know it's so good and it's um i was like wait is this straight up country and it almost depends on what you're listening to what parts you know like if you got your crappy apple uh headphones it sounds like just like 
straight up country music. And then if you're listening on real headphones, uh, it's like you get that subtle Americana thing going on. And so I, I really appreciated like just the surprise of listening to your song this week. Um, I think a lot of us are having to learn how to be teachers too. And we spend a lot of time with our yeah, children. Sure. And, and this is like a nod to the, the less than ideal situation, but almost like American hope still going forward, but not like that hopey um like oh we're just gonna hope it doesn't get too bad and like not do anything about it but you know to have that hope and something you know to move forward with and like motivation and actually doing stuff you know proactively or together and i really really appreciated it um also it's not straight up country so i was like absolutely shocked by that because it definitely was you know I don't know. Did you did you feel that it was straight up country when you first heard it? I I kind of classify it as Americana, which is this sort of middle ground between folk and country, and so I, I would call it Americana. But you know, it's it's definitely informed by by the country roots. You know, I felt like it was like Opry country, like Grand Ole Opry stuff. Yeah, I'm into that, like old school, old school style country. Uh, you know. I guess that is Americana, isn't it? <laughs> Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, for sure. I said there's a fine line between folk and Americana, so. (laughs) Yeah. It's still, it's still like, it is, it gives you the good feels. And I guess this is a major chord situation. Yeah, there's definitely major chords happening in this one. Very hopeful. I went with an instrumental this week. I brought Aaron Copeland's Fanfare for the Common Man. As I alluded to earlier, I'm I've been extremely tired and like emotional and uh, I just got off like my fourth 12 hour shift in a row and my ICU is like I went I was off work for eight days and so coming back was like definitely a war zone situation and I wanted some classic hopeful music um, to go in to work and to uh I don't know, like lift my spirits, especially when stuff does seem kind of hopeless. And the beautiful thing about Aaron Copeland's uh, Fanfare for the Common Man is it's somber, but it's persistent. And I just, I was either going to go with a Sousa marching band or I was going to go with some, you know, classic 
composers, uh, like an American composer. And I just, I love this one. Um, in the fifties, Copeland was actually criticized for being a sellout. And I found like this most like beautiful gem of a quote, uh, where it says, um, the composer who is frightened of losing artistic integrity through contact with a mass audience is no longer aware of the meaning of the word art. And in the theme of this past week, people are focusing on the arts and how important they are now. And having the discussion on if artists should, you know, get help when there's no money to be spent on the arts. And I, I just, you know, everybody's staying home and enjoying art right now. Even if it's Tiger King, that's still somebody's art. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, like, it's going to get us through this time of isolation and um i just you know i just wanted to celebrate the kind of art and i i don't know i'm lost in my feels because this song like makes me emotional and i just you know stay home don't flood the parks and like stand right next to each other and sneeze and cough on each other and don't stand in the grocery store all close to each other and go home and listen to some art and watch some trash TV and like eat some like carry out. That's all I gotta say. This is my song to do that too. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that definitely works. So yeah, next to uh, next to Wagner's "Thus Spoke Zarathustra," which may be the most recognizable fanfare of all time, whether you know it by name or yes. not, you've definitely heard it. Uh, this is probably a close second for the role of the most epic and recognizable fanfare in music. Uh, the whole song is this very slow, uh, methodical push onward and upward, which gives some space for contemplation and the sense of reverence. And it's made up of these like really triumphant horns holding out those long extended notes and sounding that victory loud and clear and, and giving the listener the sense of regality and importance that kind of helps your spirit to sort of ascend into this mood of, of having conquered every obstacle in your way and feeling confident that you'll overcome any remaining hurdles along the way. And, you know, I'm just hoping that when this quarantine biz is all over and done, maybe uh, we will have earned that triumphant moment of like stepping out into the world and congregating and commiserating on all that we've been through and like celebrating having, having made it through and we'll, we'll listen to some fanfares and, and be epic and triumphant. Yeah. And I think that this is almost what it's like when I come on to shift because all these people from different units are having to come together and because our floor is a complete like coronavirus floor now. So oh we have every level of care. So I feel like when we're walking out after signing out our personal protective equipment, um, that we're just like emerging and like hopeful. <laughs> <laughs> like the shift will be okay you know so that's what I've been just like I felt like it 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 covers so many like this fanfare covers so many moods you know yeah sure and I, yeah I just I, I really like Aaron Copeland you know this I didn't feel like bringing Appalachian Spring you know but still <laughs> <laughs> our ear buddies did have a ton of great selections this week and i'm super super excited about what they brought um our first ear buddy is jeremy s who brought moby grapes going nowhere takes so much time
says, this song sounds like death to me. Not sure why. I'm re-obsessed. Um, this song was very uh, on point. You know, I, I want everybody to just take in the music and go nowhere. Chill with your thoughts and hobbies or garbage TV. And seriously, Tiger King would not be popular if this wasn't going on. Um, and I don't know. This is just a straight up solid song that for, you know, even being super psychedelic and like not super long, I just, I just really enjoyed it. And it's not too nudely and the good parts of the psychedelic guitar sounds are in this song. <laughs> That's true. Uh, yeah. Lyrically, I thought this one was a pretty appropriate way to start the ear buddies section this week. Uh, the opening lines are, I want to know where I'm going. And the background vocals respond, you ain't going nowhere. <laughs> and, you know, it's a, a pretty solid message in this time where we need to be keeping our asses at home. So uh, and musically, the song draws from a lot of different places, but it doesn't just like copy and paste stuff that, uh, you know, came before. It actually combines these elements into this nice, unique mixture. And then they kick it up a notch to kind of make it not only this great blending of styles, but also something a bit more progressive and unique to only them. Uh, I'd definitely be curious who all Moby Grape might cite as influences, but they definitely exhibit a very characteristic sound of like 1969, kind of tapping into that same vein as like Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, uh, who were putting out stuff in that same time period. And, and not just that particular formation, but like even the solo work from all of those guys, you can definitely hear a kinship to the birds uh, or Buffalo Springfield and that early Neil Young solo stuff. You know, the, the harmonies are really gorgeous and the guitars are kind of gritty and commanding and it's just so short and catchy that you just want to play it on repeat 10 times in a row which I definitely did and it is all the good parts of psychedelic music <laughs> I can't right yeah like you said enough. it's not like, too noodly but it's it's got the outer space feel to it and uh, lots of kind of weird noises happening these people were very concise with their acid taking <laughs> that's probably true <laughs> yes like I like that they had short trips that's that. That's what makes me happy. Um, our next ear buddy is Jenny, who brought Baroness's "Shock Me." sound is even like in the very beginning which is not in this cut like it's so big sounding even without just like being electric it's it's so big the it's not messy the good there's so much good production going in here how you get that big sound and like you isolate the vocals from it so that they're clear and like beautiful oh, seriously I think Mitchell working with you I've learned so much about production and <laughs> um it's just yeah this is a straight up 
enjoyable, heavy song. It's referencing battle uh, because I feel like we're all feeling like we're in a battle, even if we're just like staying home. And mm-hmm. yeah, like, you know, it's we as a country, we didn't collectively do enough without having to be told what to do. And I feel like now we're starting to like join in together. At least the people who are staying home or realize how bad this is that, um, you know, we're now realizing that this battle is something, even if we just need to stay the fuck home. Yep. Right. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Baroness is one of my favorite heavier bands. They're very eclectic and progressive. And with each record, they kind of seem to get more and more exploratory and leaving behind certain conventions and appropriating new ones. Uh, musically, they're certainly a heavy band, but their aim is almost always something more melodic and, and emotive rather than like fast and brutal. They use lots of really dense layering of like spacey guitars on top of heavy guitars and really epic vocals that skip the cookie monster brutality in favor of something more expressive and dramatic. And that gives their music some like emotional heft and diversity that you won't get from something with like the screamy vocals. Uh, on their more recent albums, including this one, you'll hear a lot more synths and strings and atmospherics, which really add to that sense of drama and like makes their albums have a very narrative feel, uh, kind of like telling an ancient epic or something, you know. It's just brilliant and unique band, and, and they're never afraid to push limits and uh, never afraid to expand and, and transmute their sound from one song to the next or from one album to the next. And I just love a band like that who, who just refuses to be pinned down and just does what they want and, and goes for full hog into it you know yeah and also i've got to say and i'm usually not the person like pushing watching like youtube music videos but this is like a work of art it is so yeah, it's pretty a beautiful video yeah and i realized they had to like uh i guess get censored at some point but like mm-hmm. it it was there there's a nipple i'm just gonna say there's a nipple out there <laughs> but it is so it's so pretty and um abstract and just beautiful um do you know who surprised me this week mitchell i'm gonna have to imagine that you are not yet used to metal johnny bringing outside the box stuff no metal johnny brought the caretaker camaraderie at arm's length posted this before i can't think of a more perfect thing to hear with what's going on right now it's the sound of a haunted ballroom from the 1920s the sound of empty city streets look y'all i love the shining so much and this gives me like those good old shining feels 
but with like a good sentiment instead of somebody having uh, well i guess it's the same it's like haunting a whole house but stay separate but together but not too gloomy but with a tinge of gloom and it's just we still friends <laughs> we're still friends but just a little just could you step away just a little bit and i i just really love how the arts and music really encapsulate moods and this was perfect Metal Johnny is such a baller. You know, I, I didn't think about it in just until just now. I'm surprised no one posted uh, the police don't stand so close to me. That'd have been a pretty good one for this week, I think. Uh, I've I've seen a lot of yeah. memes. I've seen a lot of memes. So yeah, I, th- I thought this was yet another perfect submission from Johnny this week. I know that uh, you've been digging into that dark jazz, which uh, this has a little bit of that vibe going on. Uh, but this song and all of Caretaker's stuff really just shares a lot in common with Vaporwave, although you may not hear it at first. Uh, the Caretaker is a pseudonym for a guy <laughs> named James Leland Kirby, who dabbles in a lot of different styles of experimental and ambient music. Uh, and he said that the music released under the under the moniker Caretaker is meant to reflect like the fleeting nature of memory. And it elicits that deep sense of nostalgia and melancholy by manipulating these really old ballroom jazz records and, and adding noise and atmospherics and these creative effects uh, to get a particular mood. And if you recall from our Vaporwave episode, a lot of Vaporwave does that same thing with like 70s and 80s music, trying to elicit that sense of nostalgia and melancholy. Uh, in fact, one of my favorite Vaporwave albums is called Palm Mall by a producer called Cat System Corporation. Uh, and that album is meant to sound like an abandoned mall. And, and that album even starts out with like 22 minutes of just ambient mall noises, <laughs> like people just kind of chattering and walking by. And then, you know, the the really cheesy music playing distantly in the background. It's just a really cool aesthetic. And, you know, similar similarly, as Johnny said, this album is meant to feel like an abandoned 1920s ballroom. And, and even though I'm a century removed from that sort of uh, aesthetic, he still manages to pull me in and take me to that nostalgic space with the music, which I think is is pretty remarkable. Yeah, I look Metal Johnny. He knows his stuff, man. He's really, yeah. He's he's so he's he's so good at this stuff. He also has choice memes. Yeah. I really like his choice memes too. I, I love Johnny. <laughs> yeah, memes are keeping me like awesome right now. I got some great memes. Um, Brandon is our next ear buddy, and he brings. Jens Lechman's You Are the Light. Yeah, I got busted. So I used my one phone call to dedicate a song to you on the radio. Yeah, I got busted. In custody, I imagined our melody. Played on a grand piano I saw your face in front of me It was perfect clarity I saw a light in the end of the tunnel And it was you Cause you had a light by which I traveled into It's said that you had a light You had a light by which Brandon says, Jens Lichtman has so many beautiful, catchy pop songs, but this one comes to mind right now, especially in terms of it being a jubilant, uplifting song. Y'all, it's got hand claps. It sure do. Like, yeah, it's like a 70s game show sitcom met a lounge singer in the back of a police car. 
it's so bright and happy and there's horns and hand claps and love sickness and like i just love it so much and Jens has like the best voice ever and it makes it it makes me have a crush on him oh he's i don't i, I don't even know anything about him he's a handsome like gentleman voice. for sure uh yeah <laughs> i mean he's in the back of a cop car for a reason <laughs> Uh, yeah, Brandon in- introduced me to Jens Lakeman a while back with a song called A Postcard to Nina, which is another brilliant pop masterpiece. And I'm ashamed to say I haven't really dug into his records much, um, you know, but this song just is the the kick in the pants that I needed to kind of motivate me to take that deep dive. I really love the narrative style that seems to be a big part of what he does. Uh, his voice and his delivery are just perfect for keeping you engaged in the melody and mood of the music, but with this like clarity and economy of words that allow the listener to follow along with the story of the lyrics without drawing too much attention away from the song as a whole. And I love like the huge orchestral kind of big band arrangements of his songs. It sort of elicits some of the classic songwriters like Billy Joel or Bruce Springsteen who, who they use a lot of that same production and arrangement philosophies to convey the shifting moods of their story and just makes the song sound really grandiose and, and give some extra weight to that story they're telling. And, and Jens Lightman does that same sort of thing in, in this song and uh, the other few that I've heard. So It's, it's kind of like... Um... We recently, it was a couple of years ago, we lost this very good, like, narrative storytelling type of singer, um, and I loved his work. I used to listen to it in painting class. I wish I knew what, I can't, a lot, it was, it fell in the same kind of category as Nick Drake in The Bad Seeds. Do you remember that guy? Do you remember his name? Nick Cave in The Bad Seeds? Yeah. Yeah, but, like, the other singer um, that came before I'm him. I'm not sure. Uh, he's, he sang in a much more gravelly voice. But um, this this reminds seriously, ear buddies. This is why I need y'all to like just tweet at me constantly because I yeah, someone's probably yelling. Yeah, somebody's screaming at their phone right now, um, or their podcast listening device. Um, but hey, well, you know it makes life exciting. Um, Lauren is our ne- next ear buddy. Uh, she brought Mud Honey's "Sweet Young Thing Ain't So Sweet No More." says since i'm bummed we aren't gonna get to go see mud honey at meow wolf um i kind of almost see this happening at the high tone like this feels so super communal as like a house show or you know you you look mitchell you've been there before you know what i'm talking about yeah absolutely yeah so there's a there's that atmosphere to it yeah and like it's got the vocals of an 80s hair band and then some grunginess and catharsis it's the screaming thing that's happening here makes me like super happy and look to be a teenager right now that teen angst 
has got to be like an all-time high while you are only able to text on your phone. Because apparently, you know, I guess it's great that we have social media and stuff, but <laughs> I think the teens might be struggling. Yeah, probably. They must be, like, going crazy. <laughs> they just stare at TikTok all day. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Mud Honey is a super, they're a super important band for, like, the alt-rock, grunge, and stoner rock, uh, none of which would be remotely the same without the influence of Mud Honey. Uh, they're a Seattle band, which is renowned as the hotbed for grunge music. And from this song alone, I can hear several ideas and sort of stylistic choices that went on to shape a lot of other grungy Seattle bands like Nirvana, Melvin's, and Soundgarden. Uh, but I also hear influence on, like, more stoner rock kind of stuff like Monster Magnet or Kai queens of the stone age uh and even a lot of like contemporary shoegazy stuff like word ringo death star uh it's particularly telling that this album was called super fuzz big muff uh, which are the names yeah it's the name of two really popular guitar fuzz pedals and it's very apparent that mud honey loved weird effects and making fuzzy noise and uh that sound is mirrored in a lot of like early noise rock like sonic youth uh who then influenced a million other bands so uh, to be a band that the average joe has probably never heard of mud honey may be one of the most influential bands in the last 30 years I thought Super Fuzz Big Muff was referencing something else. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it very well could be a euphemism for something. I think uh, the Big Muff is definitely named uh, named so to keep that euphemism in mind. The Big okay. Muff Pie is what it's called. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> definitely leaning into the, the the euphemism on that one. Okay, I guess they like fuzzy. Okay, I'm gonna keep myself together. Um, Justin, <laughs> Justin W. is our final ear buddy this week, and he brought Haunts, Divide and Conquer. anything about this but oh my god dnd over skype would be like so much fun and this song makes me think of rush and their association with like dark basements and playing dnd and it's just so sure. epic and guitar-y and electric and just like Rah! i love it <laughs> yeah it's very very good uh, as soon as i saw the thumbnail for this one i knew i was gonna love it uh haunts logo looks very retro like definitely alluding to old thrash and british heavy metal bands uh, but I knew that if they were an older band, I probably would have heard of them. So I kind of deduced that they were likely a newer band doing that classic heavy metal sound. And as I suspected, they do it really well. Uh, the style's really akil akin to 
what's called new wave of British heavy metal, uh, which are bands like Iron Maiden and Diamond Head and Grim Reaper. Uh, lots of fast drums and dual lead guitars and epic melodic vocals singing about epic shit like war and magic and mythology. It's a very classic sound uh, and, and Haunt dials, dials in that classic sounding production style as well rather than modernizing it too much. But somehow you can still tell that they're a modern band kind of paying homage to the metal guys that they grew up on. Uh, and they don't show that, uh, you know, or they, they show that you don't need to push the envelope too much uh you can just emulate that classic sound faithfully enough and, and with the right level of energy and authenticity and, and, and still be a great band. Except for that Led Zeppelin cover band. Yeah. That, I think the authenticity <laughs> is, is what makes that a little different. You know, they, they are not a very authentic sounding band to me, whereas this band seems to be pretty authentic and just like heavily influenced by a bunch of different new wave of British heavy metal bands. And they just kind of throw it all in a blender and, and commit. Whereas Greta Van Fleet, they're just like, Hey, let's play this Led Zeppelin song backwards and and pretend it's our own. I don't like Greta Van Fleet. I don't know if I've heard that. I don't know if (laughs) I'm surely we have uh, some ear buddies that are into them and I apologize if you do like them, but uh, yeah, I, I think, I think our, I think our show is pretty firmly, uh, established at this point to not be big fans of Greta Van Fleet. I'm sorry, y'all. I just, we, we, uh, appreciate all music in theory. Yeah. It's like if somebody submits a Greta Van Fleet song, then we I will, will say some nice things about it, but we I'm will, not going to like it. <laughs> <laughs> we will be generous to everyone's music. That's what we do. We we lo- we like the experience yeah. and like finding out about uh, about people's music. Um so if you want to tweet at us, now we all live on social media like quite often. Um you can tweet at us. I'm at Pow I Gotcha. I'm at Madam Woolite and the show is at Andy Pod. The Facebook group is Earbuds and Earworms Podcast Group and the voicemail line is 731-400-BUDS or 731-400-2837. You can email the show, andypod at gmail.com, and you can check out my struggle on internet making at andypod.com, <laughs> <laughs> part of the 10710 network. Um, so what song are you going to leave us with this week, Mitchell? I'm going to leave us with Wayne uh, and their song, Gabrielle. Uh, I've been slowly filling in the gaps in my music knowledge, and and Ween was a band that I put off for a long time because of just how huge and insurmountable their catalog seems. But with some guidance of a few friends, I've finally gotten hooked, and and this song's just been stuck in my head for weeks now. Uh, it's very obviously a tribute to the band Thin Lizzy, uh, and even though like the comment is written a million times on the internet, I'll reiterate this is the best song that Thin Lizzy never wrote. Uh, it just dials in the guitar heroics and the really literate lyrics, and just dripping with cool and attitude. It's just a fun and rocking song. Works well to lift your spirits. Uh, works great as background music for cleaning up around the house or going on that walk around your neighborhood. Uh, no matter what your needs are during this trying time. Uh, We can hope you can find a good reason to play this one, and we will leave you with Ween and their song, Gabrielle. I don't mean to be so insolent, but you know it's because I love you. The foundation of my malevolence, you know I'd never hurt you, baby. Sometimes I might get edgy, but a man can sometimes be that way. Nobody's perfect, baby, and I'll always love you anyway. 
right, and now on the actual recording devices, our separate ones, I'm just going to count down and then we'll push stop at the same time, okay? Okay. All right. Three, two, one.